All right, we're live. Right, this is technically take two. Okay, let's try this again. So we wanted to do a de-stressor episode because Twitter has been a mess and we kind of feel like we can't keep up, you know, with everything that's happening. Our episodes are not going to come out fast enough to cover this. So we wanted to do a de-stress episode and for the past 30 minutes, Daisy and I have been talking about Bon Voyage, and none of it was recorded, so here we go. (laughs) Yes, this is um, us being clowns in 4K. Um, We're going to pretend this didn't happen, and we're just going to move on regardless of the situation. So basically what we were talking about was we're just talking about Bon Voyage in general, and we're kind of just talking about our favorite parts in well we start we started with season one obviously so um uh yeah we were talking about um uh how where 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 we were in terms of like how long were we in army Mm -hmm. by the time season one came out so you were you were there before bon voyage right so i was there when the bon voyage trailers like for season one it was just announced and it was so exciting that it was going to be launched through live and it was like them going on vacation like everyone was so excited it was a really nice time in the army fandom because bts had never done anything like this so i was excited yeah and i had um come into the fandom uh in late 2016 so by the time i came in um the first season had already been posted but like it was just like really nice to see the first season because like it's something that I watched when I first became a fan and I believe that the first season it was like a third year anniversary kind of thing it was like to celebrate their third year anniversary as BTS and then like the staff had interviewed them beforehand about what places they wanted to go to and like uh, basically they decided that like Scandinavia was going to be the middle ground that like sort of catered to everybody's ideas and interests. So they decided, they were, they told the members, they're like, right, so you're gonna go to Scandinavia. And I think the funniest part about the first episode uh, was the fact that they literally just told me to straight up, here are some guides about Scandinavia and you have 50 minutes to pack for the airport, by the they way. They gave them no time to pack. I lost my mind, especially with Jungkook's uh, closet being like identical. Yeah, like that was the funniest part because 2016 was back when because like now Jungkook is like complete like emo boy, e-boy aesthetic looking type of thing. But like back then his whole shtick was more of like white t-shirts and Timberlands. So when um, they were packing their stuff. Um, this was back when uh, Namjoon and Jungkook shared a room together and Jungkook was asking Namjoon, uh, he was like, what should I pack? And then Namjoon told him, avoid white shirts while Jungkook was standing in front of a closet full of his white shirts full while white he shirts. himself was wearing a shirt, a white shirt. I was like, what? <laughs> it's one of those moments where it kind of feels fake, but it's real life. It, it was so funny no white shirts and then it cuts to him just surrounded by white shirts um i think pretty sure back then that was when jungkook's room was like technically a closet (laughs) yeah i think that was like that was 2017 where his like his room was just like Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what he was doing with this room. He was doing something, but like, it was just like a mix, a mismatch of like so many different things. And I was like, you know what? You do you, like, that's your business. <laughs> but like back in 2016, cause he had the bunk bed with Namjoon right. and then they had their like closet and stuff. But like Jungkook, he was all like white shirts or nothing. Cause I remember even during the festa of that year, when um, they asked Jungkook how many t white t-shirts he had, and he said 24. Ugh, I, c I can't with that man. Uh, and then they clowned him. They were like, yeah, you can just wear one shirt every hour of the day. And I'm like, how do you have 25, uh, 24 white shirts? Like, like where does I that could, come from? I, I could totally understand maybe having like three or four, because maybe like one's dirty. Um, and then also maybe it could be like different styles of a shirt that it's just the same color but no this man just had like 24 plain white tees and it really sent me yeah jungkook's like transition like from fashion like year to year like is just so amusing to watch for me because like literally like white and timberland boots was like his thing and now like he's all for all black and like chunky boots like I really like the changes he goes through. It's interesting to see, but like them packing, it was just a nightmare. Cause obviously like, like we were talking about this um, in the previous recording, um, but like BTS obviously like, they're not used to doing a lot of things for themselves so because you know when they're idols you know a lot of things get done for them so for example booking flights or printing out your boarding passes at the airport like navigating your way through an airport like doing all these different things like they didn't really have to do that because obviously like their managers did that stuff for them so bon voyage was like a really um interesting series to see and it was like really enjoyable because the staff literally said like right so this time we're not going to help you with anything you guys are going to have to solve all of this on your own so yeah good luck and literally the cameramen just followed them around and they did not give them any help any no tips help. no nothing if they for example in season one jimin just leaves his whole suitcase on the bus and the bus just drives off with it and like the staff are just recording the bus driving away <laughs> um yeah they don't run after it. like that's the funniest thing they just record it like oh yep there there, there goes the bus <laughs> yep, they're, 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 they don't give them any hints in fact they have to find the hotels themselves so they just give them a picture and an address or like this is where you're staying and then they have to figure out how to get there it's very amusing because i mean people need to understand that you know they spend a lot of their youth training um you know at being you know for an idol uh and this is like every idol so it's not even just bts it's like everyone in that industry you know they spend a lot of their youth training and you know teenagers don't even have driver's license which is why a lot of k-pop idols don't uh, learn to drive or get their license because they don't need to. By the time they're an adult and they can get it, they have, you know, their managers driving them around, so it's not necessary. So reserving, you know, rooms, uh, figuring out what airline counter to use, all of that, you know, is done by managers because it kind of makes sense. Like, I feel like it'd be too chaotic if you had large group of people to figure out their own things like try to get all on the same flight like it just makes sense for like one person to be in charge of all that so bon voyage was really a chance for bts to really just have a normal vacation like it's not normal normal because you know they're still being filmed and stuff but 
it showed kind of the reality of them having to learn how to, you know, do something as a non-idol would do. Yeah, because I remember when they were getting interviewed um, in episode zero about like where they wanted to go to. I remember some of them were talking about how they didn't want to um, go on this trip as BTS, but just as a bunch of like regular guys in their 20s. And like, I think that was just such a good concept, because obviously, especially with like idols, people really don't know much about a lot of their personal lives or like how they are off camera. And BTS is obviously known for like a lot of like off camera moments that you know, have been documented, like on their YouTube page and like on their Twitter, obviously, because they run their Twitter. But like to see them like go into a foreign country and like figure everything out on their own. I think this was like just another good opportunity to see them like as regular human beings, like not as anybody like because even like within Run BTS, obviously like it's BTS. They're still in that sort of BTS role. But like Bon Voyage, like they don't have to be that. They're just like them. Like the difference is yeah. that Run is a more controlled environment. Wow, yes, Bon yes. Voyage, really anything could happen. So, I mean, so many things did happen. They, you know, would lose their bags, lose their passports, lose a member. Um, <laughs> because Everybody so, was getting lost. Yeah, so for like season one, uh, Tay at the time, he was also filming his drama Huarang. And so he joined the members a little bit later and got lost rejoining them uh, and it was very amusing because the members had no clue where he was uh but he was vibing like he was having fun lost and the cameraman obviously wasn't helping uh he was just following him around and as he spun around in his grass field while Jimin was having a meltdown <laughs> trying to call him and be like where <laughs> are you and he's like yo you should come here it's beautiful <laughs> And I was like, man, this guy, like, that's the type of energy I honestly want to have on vacation where, like, even when you get lost, like, you're just straight vibing. There's no worries, no stress. Like, V was not worried about whether or not he was going to actually make it to the other members or not. He did not care. He was blowing dandelions. (laughs) It was so funny. I I love how they were, like, clowning him when he wasn't there because when they were at the airline counters getting lost because they had no idea how to find, like, the right ticket counter and stuff they were like do you think uh v can do this on his like by on his own and they were like no way because if the six of them together all their brain cells together were having trouble just tay on his own they were like he's not going to be able to do this yeah like the fact that they were already like first episode in like they were humbling themselves they're like bro we can't do this there's no way that like tay's gonna be able to do this it was so funny and like just to see them you know go through like their daily lives like on vacation that was cool too because then once they got to their accommodation and then you know like they settled down and stuff and then like suddenly like it was immediately like straight away like okay so like yungi you've got the money uh jin you're on cooking jungkook you go do the laundry in fact that reminds me of jungkook doing the laundry He was trying to do the laundry, but he couldn't understand a single word that was on the washing machine because it was all in Norwegian. So he was struggling. He was trying to like translate like, okay, if if English to Korean and Korean to English translations are trash, I know for a fact Norwegian to Korean was not that Google Translate. That is awful. That was going to be a mess. So 
um, see what I mean? How like they 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 had to figure out how to use a foreign laundry machine. Like they really, they really had no help. <laughs> yeah, but like honestly, the fact that like they were there like together and they were still having a good time, I think that it was really cool to see. And like honestly, just seeing them like do things as simple as like getting groceries together. Like I think uh, it was those domestic situations that, that like fans really enjoyed. I think it's also really funny seeing, like, specifically, because, like, half the members will, like, be planning, like, actual meals while the other half are, like, I'm just going to grab this just because. <laughs> Let me just grab this pack of ramen. Yeah, like, I just love seeing it. And then, like, um, you know, just wandering around the city, like, getting used to the sights. Because I remember there was, like, this time where, I think it was Jin, he went for, like, a walk somewhere. And then he, like, stumbled upon, like, this carnival or, like, this fair or something. And, like, he was just in the middle of it. And he was, like, getting snacks. And then he was on, like, some of the rides. And, like, he was having the best time of his life. And, like, to see them interact with locals just as, like, regular people, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the charm of it. The fact that they're just wandering around. Like, there's nothing special you necessarily have to do to make Bon Voyage enjoyable. It's just the fact that they're there and mm-hmm. they're just being themselves. I think that just makes the content enjoyable enough for fans. It's also interesting seeing, like, culture differences because there was this one part. I think it was, like, the third episode of, like, season one or something. Um, they were, like, at this, like, small coffee shop, and they were, like, waiting in line, but I think they were waiting for the cashier to, like, call them over, when, like, I'm pretty sure in Western countries, like, they probably wait for you to, like, read whatever menu they have, and then you go up to the cashier, but, like, they were waiting there, waiting for the cashier to call them over, and, like, they never did, (laughs) and so they were, like, oh. Oh, um, yeah. So, I think... That was really interesting and it's also funny hearing them try to practice their english in line and like kind of like take turns of like who's gonna speak yeah because that's another thing about like the bon voyage series not even like just season one but like all of them where especially like namjoon because obviously namjoon like he's good he can speak english but like the other members because this was like years and years back so like up to like almost five years ago so naturally their english wasn't as developed as it is now so then namjoon would always take the time to encourage the other members to try out their english because that's why when jimin lost his bag in the first episode then namjoon was like okay jimin you have to go get it by yourself you have to go and ask the bus driver because he was like helping jimin step out of his comfort zone to be able to speak english to foreigners because he said that jimin usually is like kind of shy of strangers so like i think that that was also cool Oh my gosh, Jimin, Jimin going after the bag really sent me because him and the, him and his cameraman, so his cameraman follows him to the bus stop because there's two buses that come at the same time and so they have to split up to check both buses at the same time to get his suitcase back and the cameraman, um, he, the, on the bus he went to, he found his suitcase and so he, Jimin did get reunited with his suitcase Unfortunately, Namju never reunited with his passport. <laughs> and Oh, RIP, man. That was such a plot twist. Like, I don't know if you can really call something that's, you know, reality and not planned a plot twist, but I really <laughs> thought, you know, they were going to he they were going to figure it out, they were going to find it and like he was going to stay, but no, they were like you got to go home. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, for all who haven't watched, like, this is serious spoilers, but, I mean, I don't really think it matters at this point, but, like, episode five, 
um basically it was like either episode four or episode five but like at some point in time namjoon loses his passport and like I thought that it was gonna be like all the other times that they lost stuff on the show where, oh, he's gonna lose it and then he's gonna find it in like some silly place later on. No, this man just fully like straight up lost his passport. And so he had to go to the embassy and he had to request like temporary travel documents. And then at first I thought the travel documents would be enough to get him through to all the other places. But then they're like, nope, like you actually have to go home. Cause obviously you can't be like traveling without your mm-hmm. documents. So like after the fifth episode, like they, he went home and then like the other members like finished the trip without him. And like, like that was the first time where I was like, ah, oh, dang, like that's kind of sad. Cause I felt so sorry for him. I know, like if you guys haven't, travel before like you need to have your passport on you pretty much at all times like it's basically proof that you legally entered the country because it has it gets stamped when you're going through like customs and stuff so i always have my passport very close to me i never ever make sure i never ever have it not know where it is basically because if an emergency happens or you get into trouble and you don't have your passport, like, they could arrest you, they could consider you an illegal alien, like, it's just not good to lose your passport. Yeah, because for me, I'm also careful with my documents because I also travel quite a bit. So, like me, um, with my carry-on luggage, I have this shoulder bag that I carry around with me like all the time and I have this pouch inside my shoulder bag where I keep all my important documents so like my passport my passport ID and like all the other stuff or like if I have like actual cash in there that's where I would keep it um so um like for me that shoulder bag never leaves my side like so I make sure that it's always in my line of vision so even when I'm in the plane like I don't put it in the overhead lockers like I will make sure that it's next to me under the chair because like I would die if I ever put my bag in an overhead locker and then I go to the bathroom or something and I come back and my passport is not there like I would flip out yeah, I always have, um, when I'm traveling, I always use my school backpack as a carry-on, and then I keep, like, my laptop and, like, anything in there. So, like, my passport is always in the front pocket, always. So then that way I never lose it because I don't know why it's a fear I have, um, but I always fear, like, I'm somehow going to do something illegal in a foreign country <laughs> and not have any identification even though that's very difficult to do um, like you have to be looking for trouble but i'm always worried that the universe will not be in my favor and something will happen but travel tips from daisy and delilah always have your passport glued to your body <laughs> amen don't just put be putting it anywhere don't leave it on tables like have a specific place in your bag where you keep that passport so you know that if it's not like with like the official that you've handed it to it's in your bag because like for me i have a specific place in my bag within the pouch that i keep it in so i know that if it's not like in the hands of the people at passport control or anyone else i've given it to that it's in my bag for sure because like 
I want to make sure that if the event comes where I have to look for my passport, I can at least narrow down as many places as I can. Cause like, you can't just be like flinging your airport passport. Like you can't just be flinging your passport around like willy nilly and just be putting it anywhere. Like I, like when people do that, it gives me anxiety. Some people are brave. It's like watching someone have an iPhone without a case. And it's like, I mean, mm. that's brave. I, I I can kind of respect it, but it still makes me anxious to see. In fact, I remember even in this Bon Voyage series, there was this um, part where they were walking through the airport and then like the other members were looking at Namjoon's phone in his it back pocket his and back they were <laughs> and they were like, bro, what are you doing? They were like clowning him. They were like, you're losing your stuff. And he, he seemed like so nonchalant about it. He was like, oh, whatever. Well, that came to bite back, didn't it? <laughs> Oh, that's that's definitely my older brother. Like he loses the most stuff when it comes to us traveling through the airport. But like for some reason, he ends up being the most nonchalant about it. I'm like, don't you care? Like you could get deported if your green card is not found, my guy. <sighs> Siblings. Mm. Luckily, Honestly. all the times I've traveled on a plane, it's me going from college back home so I'm always traveling by myself and not with my family and traveling alone is always very anxious because once again never know what's gonna happen um I always hold on to like the first time I traveled I was heading to Japan like three years ago and the lady next to me was like, hmm, you must really like your passport because I was gripping it so tight. I was like, do not lose this. This is your lifeline. Uh, I had all my tickets there and I was just, you know, holding on to it. And I don't know. Traveling is like really fun, but going through the airport, I think, is the most terrifying experience. I'm like, TSA is going to stop me and they're going to arrest me and I'm going to go to federal prison, even though there's absolutely nothing in my bag they can arrest me for. See, for me, I'm kind of like the opposite because I actually don't mind um, traveling alone. I would actually even go as far as to say that I kind of like traveling alone to the airport, like if I have to fly somewhere. Because um, for me, like... I am usually quite careful with my stuff if like because before like I used to travel with my siblings back when we all used to go to the same school abroad but like now that we don't and obviously like, we all have our different schedules with like university and stuff like um, there will be times where like we will most of the time be traveling by ourselves and for me I know I watch out for my stuff there's never really been an incident in regarding me where I've lost like important documents or I've dropped my plane ticket somewhere but like for my other siblings they've lost stuff in the airport before and like they're just they're, they're just normally less careful than me so it's like I get stressed when I have to travel with mm, them that makes sense. because I don't want to have to go through an incident where I'm ready to go but then like suddenly like they're looking around their pockets and I'm like oh great what have you lost now it's like because, carrying like, the group project <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like I'm carrying the group project, honestly. So like when I travel alone and I know that I only have myself to worry about and I'm already careful as is, then that's less stressful for me, especially because like especially when it comes to like packing and stuff, 
um, because for some reason, my brother physically cannot pack a bag that is um, the correct weight at the airport. Oh my because for some reason, regardless of what he does, he always ends up having to get extra baggage or something. I don't know what he does, but or he has so to let something to go. go. Overweight. Like I don't know what he puts so in much. there. In fact, no, I actually know what he puts in there. He puts in a lot of food. That's why his bag is normally oh. so heavy. But, but for him, like, I don't know, like, why he doesn't like properly weigh it before he leaves the house. So, like, by the time he gets to the airport and we drop him off, like, the people at the front desk are telling him, "Yo, like, your bag is like three kgs over limit. Fix that." And so now he has to drop like some stuff and then leave it with us and then go and board on his flight. A mess. But like for me, for me, I always double check, triple check to make sure that my bags are the correct weight before I leave the house. So it's like, and me, I always like, I never really take that long to pack a bag because obviously when I was like a kid, like I started going to school abroad when I was like 12-ish. So back then, like I had no idea like how to properly pack a bag or what to put in it because like obviously my parents used to do that stuff or they used to help us with it. But like nowadays, like I can literally pack a bag and like under 40 minutes, it's really not that hard. Like once you boil it down to like the absolute essentials, shoes, clothes, underwear, toiletries, electronics, like you just separate into those five sections and you're good to go. I think for me, the biggest thing that made me anxious about when I was traveling was the language barrier. Like when I was traveling to back home to visit my parents in Hawaii, that was fine. But when I was traveling to visit them back home in Japan every summer, that I feel like because of the language barrier, I was less comfortable like asking for help. Um, actually, I remember one time I had a layover in Seoul at the airport there and I was hungry but I was scared to like try and order food because you know I, I don't really know Korean um, and I was kind of worried um, part of me was worried they would judge me <laughs> for speaking English even though I'm obviously not Korean um, and I was like also worried that maybe they didn't know English and so like I it was busy I didn't want to have an awkward interaction so basically my entire layover in seoul i just didn't eat <laughs> basically oh no <laughs> so yeah because like the language barrier like me the first time i really experienced that because most of the place most of the countries we travel to like english is like very well spoken there but the first time i ever really faced an issue with language barrier when i traveled was like um, my family had traveled to China in 2016 and, um, it was because like my parents, they had business there and then like, you know, it was already in the summer. So they took us along with them. And then like I, we got to China and the first place we were in Guangzhou for like two weeks, firstly, and like we were supposed to find our way to the hotel and we wanted to like get a taxi or something and it was terrifying trying to ask for help because like it wasn't even like it was like it went further past like the normal like fear of like not speaking uh mandarin well or like cantonese in that case because this was guangzhou or like them not speaking english well but it was like they literally understood like no english and when i say no english it's like i would say the words yes or no and they did not understand so i was like we are screwed if we go to the wrong location because nobody 
can help us out. So like the entire taxi ride, I was just praying that the person who was taking us there understood where the address was. Cause like, if he goes to the wrong place, we can't let him know if it's the wrong place. And like, he right. won't understand our explanations. So like that scared me. Somehow we made it to that hotel, but like if we didn't, oof, I don't know what we would have done. Luckily traveling in taxis when I was in Japan was actually like pretty easy thankfully because you could just show an, an address or um when i was specifically staying in tokyo for a week in that area i could just name a district and they would take me there so i was like oh i want to go to harajuku that's all i had to say and like they would take me straight there so like luckily that was an easier process um but i don't know why for some reason being in seoul at the airport um that made me the most nervous <laughs> for some reason <laughs> yeah this is why like guys make sure that when you go to a foreign country brush up on like some basic conversational so like you can at least if you don't know how to like have a full-blown conversation with somebody in that particular language you can at least ask for stuff like oh where's the exit or how can i order food here or something like that it's always important to know because you know you might not be around wi-fi and some translation apps can only work on wi-fi so you're gonna be stuck if you're like in the middle of nowhere and you have no internet and so you can't communicate with anybody like but that's I think rough that's why i love bon voyage because it's so relatable bts traveling basically only having google translate and you know very basic english at that time and so i think it was very relatable to be like oh yeah that's me when i travel um and even if you haven't traveled even if you've never left your hometown i feel like you could still get the sense that like this is you know what traveling would feel like through them yeah and like it was honestly endearing to see them like try and like communicate with strangers because i feel like that full immersion really like kind of made them like grow out of their shell because obviously like if you're not confident in a in a specific language it might make you like a bit hesitant to approach people to speak to them but like the fact that they had no other choice but to communicate with locals to understand how to get around. I think that was like a big charm of it. The fact that they were able to talk to other people and like trying to understand like how the city worked and how to get around. I thought that was really cool. It was really cute when um, I think uh, John Cook was like trying to ask like some locals to like take a picture and he was like shoot photo and like was just like making the camera. I don't know why I'm doing this as if you guys can see me. This is a podcast. You can't <laughs> see what I'm doing with my hands, but, you know, making the camera hand movement. <laughs> so, like, it's just yeah, really endearing like, watching them interact. Yeah, because, like, when they couldn't communicate with, like, English, they were communicating with, like, gestures and, like, trying to see, like, which type of gestures people would understand. I thought it was really cute. Honestly, like, I loved it. And then, like, in the later episodes... Um, they were um it, they had gone from like in that like accommodation in that one building kind of like a flat then after they had taken a ferry to um i think it was finland um then it was either finland sweden or both like they went so many different places in such a short time but like they went to one of those countries and then they were on um they were in the camper van the rv mm, kind of thing yes I enjoyed that because, I like, th that seeing too. them, like, camping, I like, I thought BTS it was camping. so nice. 
Like, I'm personally not a fan of camping. Like, I'm not a fan of camping, but watching BTS go camping makes me want to like camping. But also, I feel me, like, like... Maybe I need more friends. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, because me, like, I feel you on that. Because, like, I'm not too keen on camping. I've grown up in a suburban neighborhood my entire life. Um, and on top of that... I am a black person. Most of us do not really do all that nature stuff. I won't lie. Um, so when I see them like go on like hiking trips, like I try and like respect the interest, but at the same time, I don't get it. Cause like, I'm like, dang, like you hike in the woods, you get attacked by all these insects. Me and insects, like we're like mortal enemies. Uh, like I don't I do insects. I, I can't do it. I also hate heat as well like i actually physically cannot stand heat um and it's actually dangerous for me to exert myself uh, my doctors advise me from doing exercise and stuff it can trigger a lot of neurological responses so like i'm really not built for hiking um and so whenever i did have to hike um whenever I wanted to like see the shrines and stuff when I was in Japan like I made it but at what cost (laughs) right like for me like forget just like hiking I'm not built for anything period like I remember when we were in Beijing um we decided to climb the great wall and we had gone with um my dad had um this friend of his that who also worked in the same place that he works and he was a Chinese local so he took us around and he went with us to the Great Wall like he picked us up and like he drove us there and stuff Um, because you know how in like a lot of people's pictures of the Great Wall they're in the flat place like where you can like walk across Um, for some reason my family decided that we did not want to go on that route because apparently that route was too easy it was for pedestrians or whatever but our route, we decided to take the route that was like all stairs. Like, and I was like, is this really what we're doing right now? Because first of all, that day I had a cold, I was already sick. So I was like, how do you expect me to climb this and survive? And secondly, it was all stairs. Like it was so high up. Like, I don't think people understand how high up the Great Wall is when you take the part that's all stairs. Eastern Asia is also like I don't know what they were doing thousands of years ago but like everything is built so steep like it's so steep so um like there was this one shrine that I was going to and it reached a point where like there weren't really stairs the way to get on it you basically had to climb and they give you like these bamboo walking sticks to kind of like propel yourself up so then that way you can get up and that's how steep it was oh my god but once i got to that point i was like you know i'm medically incapable of doing this so i'm gonna go to the other side where there's an elevator and go back down um and yes there were elderly locals who you know were doing it no problem but for me i was like i'm good i'm gonna stop here (laughs) Yeah, like, because when we were climbing those stairs, like, it got to the point where the stairs were so steep that it was almost at, like, a 90-degree angle. So, like, yeah, we were was, having to, like, like go, like... very steep. We were it's literally ridiculous. going hands and legs. It was crazy. And so, 
like there was a rail obviously but like it wasn't really doing much um i was just having to like grab onto like the side of the rail and then like pull myself up and then at the same time my dad's friend his name was changi he was like telling us like history about the wall and he was telling me about like he was talking to us about like all the people who died trying to build the wall and i was like changi like i love you but this is not the <laughs> time to be talking about time. how many people died when i'm <laughs> trying to climb these stairs and there is no other railing it was literally a metal bar that was the only barricade on that wall so it's like if you look down you see the entire forest under you and it's like if you fall that is that's it like that's nope, oh, it's over for you i can't do that nope nope and then uh. there was like an elderly person like the i don't know what's with all these elderly people and doing things they're, so much better than us yeah they they like i get it they've been doing it probably their whole lives and they're used to it but also don't you want to just you know sit by a river read a book um uh, not climb up this very steep mountain because now they go hard like i don't know how they do it but they got energy for days because there's this old man he looked about like 70 or something and he um came up from behind us while we were climbing the stairs and he went up ahead of us before we even got to the top this man already passed us coming back down oh my god so in the time it took us to get to the top he had already gone up and then back down and it took us two hours to get to the top Oh my goodness. I spent like, I think I spent an hour. I was at Arashiyama um, in, uh, in, in Japan, obviously. <laughs> and there was like this monkey forest. And so what you do is, is you climb up it. It's like a hike up and there's like monkeys that live there and it's their natural habitat. And at the very top, it's like flat you can see the view and also monkeys are kind of like they're chilling and i was like oh cool i'm gonna see some monkeys um but like 30 minutes in it got so steep and i was like this is a mistake it is humid because japan is very humid so i'm like it's hot it's steep yeah let's hope that i do not have you know like a seizure or something um in front of all these japanese locals but i got to see the monkeys Never again, though. Oh, that's good. I know, I know. BTS would be up for it, though. They make it a well, competition you think BTS to would see be up for who it? would get to the top first. I bet one of those monkeys would steal Namjoon's passport. I won't lie. <laughs> Probably. Oh my goodness. Mm. I could just imagine like a monkey rooting through his bag, and then he comes back to his bag, and he's like, "Where is it?" And the cameraman is just filming the monkey walking <laughs> the away, like, and they're saying the nothing. That's really how they act, though. The camera people really said you were on your own. They didn't even. I I can't believe that when they were in Malta, they didn't give them an updated picture of where they were staying. It was outdated. Um, that was literally so funny because like for all who haven't watched season three of Bon Voyage, they flew, they, uh, flew to Malta and it's this place in like Mediterranean Europe and they got to Malta and the staff literally gave them a picture of the front of their building and they said, this is your accommodation, so find it. <laughs> so <laughs> BCS literally walked all around town trying to find this place and um, 
they couldn't find it because the name of the place that was near their accommodation it had changed names so like they had passed by the place but then they looked at the photo and i'm like oh but this isn't the name of the place we're supposed to be at and so they're like oh it must be somewhere else and they passed by their accommodation and so like they were literally looking so long for it and so they realized and they asked a local and they're like uh, do you know where this place is? And they were like, oh yeah, it's just back there. And they were like, how is it back there? It was like, oh, this restaurant, like it changed the name. It like, changed the name. So you guys have, you guys have like a completely different uh, photo. It's not updated. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, the staff had to have known. They had to have known. Uh, I think it's so Honestly. funny. And like people, I feel like people might see this and like see it as the staff being like really cruel and stuff. But I kind of get the idea that like they're really close with the camera crew and stuff because you were telling me about how they were helping um, prank Tay and then Tay was pranking the members back about losing their bag and like the camera crew was on it, was in on it and like they all played into the prank and like it was just really funny. Um, Daisy, you want to explain what happened with that prank on the train? <laughs> Yes. So basically, um, in the first season of Bon Voyage, um, they were taking a train somewhere and they got off and, you know, they were exploring the place. And then um, Tay misplaces his bag. Now, it wasn't actually lost. The staff found the bag. Um, but then they wanted to pretend like it was lost. So then they told the members, Tay lost his bag, but we have it. So pretend like it's actually lost. And so then they were like, okay. So then they started to prank Tay and then they were making it like all serious because that bag had his like documents in it and stuff. So like they made it seem like it was like a really serious situation where it was like, either you find your bag or you have to go home. They were like, and how so then you do like, this? <laughs> Yeah, and so then, like, they were in the train, and then Namjoon was, like, pretending to call the embassy and stuff, and then, like, they were talking about, like, what they were gonna do, and then, like, it got to a point where, like, Tay started, like, he started um, catching onto their acting, and then he, like, excused himself for a second, and he went to go to the staff who were sitting near the back of the train car, and he was like, I know they're pranking me, like, I know you guys have my bag, and so then the staff members, like, they, um, they let him prank the other members back and so then he comes back and then he pretends to be mad at the members because because he was saying oh you guys are blaming me for just losing the bag and you guys aren't even like trying to help me find it and so like he was starting to pretend to get mad at them and so then like he started an argument with the other members and then like at one point he snapped and he was like oh so i'll just go home then and then so he stands up and pretends to storm off and then he goes grabs his bag and then he comes back and then that's when the members realized that he was pregnant the whole time and honestly Tay is a genius they're they're it's so funny I love how he was just like they're not good at acting <laughs> like that really sent me <laughs> I know like he was literally like oh my gosh like they're literally so obvious and then he was like the only reason why like Hobie wasn't like acting funny is because he didn't say anything <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was like, wow. like, Tay has always been good at this ever since, like, Rookie King, 2013, like, debut BTS, because he would often be what's called the X-Man, um, and if you don't know what that is in games, the X-Man is, like, the person that is actually, like, secretly, uh, trying to disrupt the game, they're kind of, like, a spy in a sense, and so they act like they're on the same team, but in reality, they're trying to bring the team down. 
and a lot of the times Tay would uh, draw that role, and the members never figure out it's him. They never do, um, and I find it so yeah. funny. Like he's like so they like good. to pre- they like to think that they know exactly what he's up to, but they never do, and that's the funniest part. Because even in like BTS Run episodes, like for example, like the Secret Santa episode, yes. where they were doing like that photo zone game, and like his mission um for his secret santa partner was to he got Jin and he was supposed to make Jin tell him that he was smart but then obviously like if your um secret santa person clues in on your mission and they call you out then like you lose and you don't get your prize so like the fact that like he deliberately started being obvious and pretending to like be yoongi's secret santa by like doing all these weird things to him to make them falsely suspect him like it made it easier for him to carry out his mission in secret to the point where like literally nobody ever would have guessed it and i was like he was so smart for that even in the blue village one as well because he was also blue, um blue a spy it really, like that was the game that like their blue all village. their feelings were hurt <laughs> that was crazy and one of the most i think that was definitely one of the most confusing um run episodes uh i think it was like a two-parter too just because of yeah how long it was and like all the different clues and the members are not they're not good at like figuring things out like there will be some clues where i mean like it's so obvious and then they'll go with the opposite member and i'm like how could you think that like at one point they were all like oh it's Jin, isn't it and Jin was so angry because it was so obviously not Jin, but they were like i think Jin's suspicious and, and then like v-men are just like sitting over there like mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It was the funniest thing because Jin was the only one who correctly guessed all the spies, but nobody listened to him. And they were like, "Yep, it's Jin. He's he's faking it. He's trying to make uh, he's trying to turn us all on the wrong people." When in reality, like V, Yoongi, and Jimin were the the spies the whole time. And like the fact that like people were starting to suspect like Yoongi and Jimin, because like the only reason why they start to suspect Yoongi is because they managed to find his wallet, which had the bus ticket mm-hmm. to the that was, blue but village. That was it. Like, one clue versus, like, someone else having, like, six clues. But they were like, this one clue is obviously more important. You know what? Blue Village is the original Among Us. There. That's what it Honestly, is. Honestly. Blue Village. Is. Original live action Among Us. That that game tested some friendships and definitely tested uh, Jin's uh, patience. Yeah, because, like, they were, they thought that there was only two spies, but then, like, at the end, they were like, oh, yeah, like, so you can tell us who you think the three spies are, and they're like, what do you mean three spies? So it's like the fact that they never even suspected. Uh, BTS, BTS are too good sometimes, but back to, uh, Bon Voyage moments, I was talking about this before I realized my thing wasn't recording and we had to start all over again, um, but uh, right one of my favorite moments was when jungkook and hobie were in ikea trying to find the exit um i don't know i really don't know what compelled them to open this door it did not look like a store exit it was very obviously an emergency exit like even if you couldn't read it had like a red light anyway um the minute they opened it it set off the store alarm and they (laughs) pranced out of there uh laughing holding hands like they did absolutely nothing like I, it's hilarious i know because i remember when i was watching the episode for the first time and jungkook was like this is the exit right i was like no that is not like, no. the exit 
he whipped his head around so fast when that alarm went off. He was like, oh. <sighs> I know. That was honestly so funny. This and is then, what we like, mean. Like, the, like when... the, the cameramen could have, or women, the camera people, they could have been like, um, yeah, that's the emergency exit. But nope. They were like, I'm just going to watch this happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, zero outside help. It was actually so funny. Like, they were just like, yep, we're all in this together. <laughs> and it, it was just great. And then, like, in the later episodes when they were in, like, the camper vans and they were, like, uh, you know, driving around and, like, they went to that sort of, like, RV sort of camp where they could, like, park in the grass and then, like, set up camp there. I thought that was really cool. And, like, just to see them, like, do stuff, like, go get some groceries and whatever, like, that type of domestic stuff, that's what I live for, you know? I know. I love just seeing them, I don't know, like, vibe that makes sense yeah like i feel like people underestimate like the amount of charm that like bts in domestic situations has like just seeing them do stuff like buy clothes and buy groceries or cooking for each other or just hanging out like regularly i feel like people don't understand how nice it is to see that that's why probably like in the soup was also so healing like it wasn't like bon voyage but like they did go somewhere and they were literally just like vibing for a straight week it wasn't even like bon voyage where like they were going out to do like all these crazy different activities but it was literally just them in a house somewhere in korea and like they had just taken a bunch of like different food they had taken a bunch of things to do and they just did them and it was like so mundane but like just watching it was just healing and relaxing and i loved it i'm trying to think did was there a season i feel like yoongi lost something like usually yoongi like he's in charge of the money he like has everything but i swear like he thought he lost his laptop at one point or something it it was his it was either his laptop or his ipad and that was in season one because they were leaving their accommodation and he left it behind Mm. and then he they were already at the airport and he was like oh my gosh did i leave my tablet and then like it was like five minutes of him looking until jungkook literally goes into his bag takes out his ipad and starts using it until yoongi notices and i was like wow that how do like bts and their lives act like it's a sitcom like that like you you how how do you write that that's it's hilarious bts unscripted is honestly like so funny i don't think people understand like the the dynamic that they have is just so funny like this is what we mean when we say that they're both comedians and musicians because they'll just be saying like the funniest stuff and sometimes it's not even like intentional and it's just funny like the way that they carry themselves off camera well not off camera because obviously that's on camera but like off stage it's it's entertaining to see you know what was really funny so like i looked it up just to double check um the whole yoongi um losing his ipad thing um, at first, Yugi didn't believe it was lost because he was like, I bet the staff have it. Because <laughs> um, the staff well, yeah, and then did, they didn't actually have the it. The staff did find it. He was like, it's in this bag. And then he opened the bag and it wasn't in there. And he and he was like, I never lose the little things, though. I lose the expensive things. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, losing expensive things gives me, like, so much anxiety. I can't, like, I have to keep hold of everything. 
like i'll be sad when i lose the small things but like when i if i lost something like a laptop per se oh, oh yo like there'd be mind. a serious hole in my heart bro jacob pulling out the ipad really got me because he was like right next to you me too <laughs> i know and i was like how could you bro like honestly like everyone was talking about how much the staff were trolling but bcs were just as bad as the staff they, they were just as bad they're always pranking each other like um that one that one moment when it's like i think it was like hobie and someone else i can't remember who but anyway tay's at the bottom of the hill members are at the top of the hill and the staff because of the equipment they have like to you know record like the members and stuff they can hear what they're saying at a distance and so tay was listening in on them even though they were all the way at the top of the hill so there was no way he could have heard them normally and so yeah. he would speak into the mic and like re- repeat what they were saying and they were like oh can he hear us no he can't hear us and he'd be like yes i can and they were like how the heck like he was freaking them out they were so spooked uh they were so scared and then they realized he was using the staff um equipment to communicate but it was still so funny <laughs> and then they muted him and then they muted him that was that is true <laughs> Honestly, and then oh, I also loved um, the later episodes where they were um, they visited that like sauna place, and then they were playing mm-hmm. all those games in like the sauna, and then like whoever lost the games had to jump into like the frigid lake outside of the sauna. Oh my gosh, that because man, I that like cold. I hate cold water. I know, and then like literally, I remember <laughs> when. Um, when Yoongi lost a game and then he had to go with Jimin because Jimin chose uh, Yoongi to go with him. Mm-hmm. And then Yoongi was like, let me just test it out. And then he put his foot in and he was like, are you crazy? <laughs> he was like, this does not feel right. And I was like, you know what, same. And then they had, to, they had to go all the way in and then dunk their heads in and then come back out. And then they asked Yoongi after he dunked his head, they were like, how was he? He was like, the water makes you humble. Right? <laughs> it's really cute i think there was this one moment where they had actually been there before for like a photo shoot or like oh yeah that's true for like i think i don't think it was the season's greetings they had these things called like bts now i think it was maybe one of those yes um and oh my gosh it makes me so nostalgic sorry just had a moment um and and so like jimin was like posing at the exact place he took pictures at and it was like really cute yeah i i really enjoyed that and then like there was also what was the moment i was thinking of i was thinking of something oh yes when they were in the campgrounds and then like they were in the car van because they all slept in like the same van like it was just so cute seeing them like talk while they're about to go to bed and then they were like sharing beds it was just so cute to see because then it was like hope cook and they were just being so domestic like it was literally just like hobie snuggling cook and i was like this is the type of content i'm here for sign me up something that lives in my head rent free is like the first episode when they're choosing roommates and when jungkook and yoongi like got each other like they immediately like hugged each other and yoongi had like this really large gummy smile and that smile lives in my head rent free like they were so excited it was kind of interesting because um they don't really room together often so it was like nice to see them excited to room together 
Yeah, because, like, even though, like, they, both of them, like, kind of relate to each other since they're both, like, the, like some of the most introverted members of the group, like, we don't really see them often in those types of combinations. So, like, seeing, like, them get so excited over, like, being in the same room, I thought that that was really cute. Although it was funny because, like, Jungkook ended up, like, passing out on the couch that night, so we didn't even end up sleeping in that room the first night anyway. So, like, they were all happy and, like, they were hugging each other, but then Jungkook never actually ended up going to the room to sleep <sighs> so many good moments oh my gosh mm. also and this honestly, is just like I, season one bro yeah this is just season one honestly we're probably not gonna get that much into other seasons we'll probably talk about it um but there i don't know because there's just so much that happens in season one that just really sets the foundation and i think it was one of the first times like we really got to see um just a certain side of bts i love how um they when people would be like asking them who they like why they had cameras and stuff they would like be promoting themselves they'd be like bts fire because that was like the time so they'd be like youtube bts fire and then they would like crack up and like make fun of themselves for like promoting and it's so funny yeah and then there was that, that was where, like, um, season one was the birth of uh, Hobie's important trademark phrase, business. important business. Because for all who don't know, um, there was a point in time where I think it was in Finland where they were approached by a couple of locals. And then they were like, oh, like, are you famous? Like, I think, like, you guys look like uh, some celebrities. Like, are you, like, famous? Like, can we get a picture? And then, like, Hobie would be like, sorry, important business. And he would, like, politely decline. So, like, that's where important business came and from. And he said that and to then, like, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, he said it to everybody who offered, like, who asked him for, like, a photo or, like, something like that that he would just say important business and then walk away and then it just became a running gag it where like in like every bon voyage word. he was telling Jungkook, yeah where like, like just say important business and like you're all good <laughs> exactly like he would find ways in like the other bon voyage se seasons to like use the words important business he would be like he would walk out of the house and he would like literally say okay let me find at least one reason to say important business today and it's like what yeah he it was really funny but at the same time i'm thinking about the fact that people got to stand there and just speak to them to even have that interaction in the first place i'm i'm upset like even if you weren't able to get a picture but like the fact that you spent at least 30 seconds in their presence speaking to them like oh my god do they even know? Yeah, Do they really know? <laughs> yeah, because like we were having this like there like armies were having this conversation like yesterday or so like this whole discourse about like because there was an army who was looking through the photos in their gallery and they were in Europe and they had taken a photo of their mom and in the background of that photo was literally Namjoon and two of his friends who were also on that boat and they were like t taking a selfie in the corner of her photo but she didn't even know who they were back then and like Namjoon just casually had photo bombed her picture and like I wish that could have been me because I went through my old photos and saw that 
Imagine going through your old photos in your gallery and you see Namjoon photobombing you. I would literally lose my mind. They are so lucky. Like, I don't think people understand how, like, often locals who have never even heard of BTS get to see them, like, more often than armies will ever do. I have and it's heard, crazy because heard, there's so many armies. I've heard that, um, that's common for, like, famous people in general. Like, most of the time, um, you're, like you're more likely to run into a celebrity if you're not a fan like i've heard like that's what happens much more often yeah because like i don't know how all these non-fans just end up like seeing bts because even in like um their later seasons like there would be sometimes where they would get recognized i think the series where they got the most recognized for like who they actually were was like season two because like mm -hmm. they got like uh, quite they got a couple of locals who came up to them and they were like oh yeah like aren't you like bts or something like that's crazy what are you doing here in hawaii or like there was that one army who noticed them like she was on a bus passing and like she screamed their name and like they noticed her screaming <laughs> they're like oh it's oh, one of yeah. our fans and was then there's it, also was, that um was what was it in hawaii when like hobi was like on a bus and was laughing at someone who had like an army hat but like it was an army as in like the u.s army <laughs> yes i remember that that was season two like they were on the bus to their accommodation i think and like they he was like oh that person's wearing an army hat i was like oh look sweetie and it's funny because the camera <laughs> person knew too because like they like just like zoomed in on the hat like it was the office <laughs> it was so funny and then uh, and then in season three who was it who recognized them it wasn't like he knew at first but then like it was when Jin had gone to that bar across from like their accommodation or whatever that like mm -hmm. restaurant slash bar and then the bar owner um like because Jin was there like the night before or something and then the bar owner came back to him and he saw Jin and he was like yo like I looked you up on YouTube last night like you have like 300 million views that's crazy man and he was like talking about like their idol music video or something and I was like, oh, wow, like, so people are actually, like, noticing them and looking them up. That's, like, crazy. Imagine, imagine if, like, you did meet someone, like, you had no idea who they were, and then they're like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I make music. And you're like, oh, okay, and you go check it out and see they have, like, 300 million views. I'd, I'd be gagging. I'd be like, oh, my God. Because, I mean, usually when people are like, oh, yeah, I make music, like, you're thinking, like, oh, they're a SoundCloud rapper, not... Oh, right famous famous right because that's what happened in um uh, season two because like Jung they were in that um grocery store and then jungkook he went to go buy some snacks by himself and then he was at the register and then the woman was like are you like famous or something and then he was like uh and he was like oh i'm a korean singer and then she was like oh what uh who are you like what's your stage name and then he was like oh yeah i'm bts and then she's like oh okay and it's like imagine like having that conversation with the cash register and then like um like the cashier she goes and like looks him up and like they're literally like dominating youtube like imagine like being in the presence of that and not knowing that like you're in front of like such huge superstars like that's crazy to me oh it's so sad like i know i'm never ever gonna see bts in real life so it's just uh, seeing people live my dream is just uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of sad but also just very surreal mm -hmm.
like it is because especially when you like see people's like recounts of like what happened and it's like wow like how do you get into this situation where like you're just with bts like that's insane oh my gosh and then like we can buy bon voyage like on the weaver's shop right yes you can i don't know about the older seasons but i know the newer season of uh, season four at least you can because mm-hmm. like having to like buy it on v live it was it was such it was it was so dumb <laughs> the way v live had it set yeah. up in fact let me check actually to see let me check yeah for, if, if you guys uh, weren't like v live back then what you had to do was you had to like purchase v live coins and then use those coins to buy the bon voyage package so it was like 400 coins or something like that it was it was complicated yes yes so for now um i've checked and so far only season four is on the bon voyage section and like all the other ones are on v live I'm guessing they haven't let those go yet, but I mean, since now, like what, it's February 3rd and like we've already gotten news that like Weverse and VLive are supposed to be like merging or something because obviously um, VLive was acquired by Big Hit Subsidiary. So we're gonna see if we can get the other seasons onto like an app and then all of it's there together. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I think it is kind of funny though that like BTS were the ones that promoted V app like v live when it first launched and now um neighbor is like oh we can't compete um guess we gotta invest because that's that's the only thing we can do let me see i'm going on v live's website now to see how okay so july 5th so you can buy it for like eight dollars um it seems like what the whole a whole season of bon voyage i'm pretty sure um that's a pretty good deal for to click buy all because like i yeah i think they got rid of like the weird coin thing yeah that coin thing deserved honestly that coin thing was stupid i hated using it honestly v v v app um i haven't used it in a while if i want to watch a run episode like i'll search the run on desktop I deleted the app because I was like, I need room on my phone, and also, you know, BTS are using Weverse more, so I don't feel the need to keep V app. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't use V Live anymore. Yeah, same, because like I remember we were talking about this in the previous recording, but like how back then, um not only was it that like you could you had to use like the coin system to buy things on weavers but like back then on weavers you couldn't even um stream paid content on the desktop so you had to either have like a phone or a tablet like you could not watch bon voyage on your laptop or a computer or anything it had to be on a mobile device and i used to hate that yeah, it was so dumb. It didn't make any sense. Uh, the only way you could watch it on the desktop is, like, if someone, like, downloaded it and then put it in, like, a Google Drive folder or something, you know, the illegal way to watch um, paid yeah. content back in the days. Okay, honestly, we need to talk about this. Everyone, stop airing all the streaming links on the timeline. What is with you guys? Yes. It's like saying, hello, copyright me. Like, back in the day, we moved in secret 
we spoke in code, the links would be embedded in the middle of a brownie recipe. It would be through secret Tumblr links. And now everyone's just like, hello, I'm here. Here's the link. Big hit. Come copyright me. Like, y'all gotta be more careful. Yo, remember the days when people used to upload Bon Voyage to Pornhub? Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, because I remember people were so desperate for Bon Voyage episodes that like people would literally go out of their way to upload it on Pornhub of all places and then title it something like inconspicuous so nobody would ever know. They would say, oh, seven naughty Korean boys having fun together. So like no one would suspect. Yeah, it was honestly, we were sick. What was wrong with us? That was sick. Oh my gosh. But it's all for episodes of them going grocery shopping in Finland. And it's funny because they would always use like a thumbnail of something that would look like kind of suspicious. Like it would be like them in the hot tub or them just like sitting in the same bed. So like they made it very clickable. <laughs> yeah, they made it seem like it was what it was advertising when in reality it was just the bon Voyage like, episodes. no, it's just seven friends making some dinner, exploring some tourist stops. Uh, but I'm yeah. telling you, no porn here, only vibes. <sighs> yeah, those were the days, honestly. I hope we revert back to it because you guys need to free Q-Ducks, okay? Look what you've done. You've made it so obvious and now everyone is going to be going to jail. (laughs) Exactly, because it's like there's obviously like we've said, um, whether it's on Twitter or on our podcast, like we don't mind if you cannot afford the actual Bon Voyage series because obviously, like at the time of me first getting into the fandom, I didn't really have that much money either, so like I had to watch it through the re-uploads oh, that people yeah, were like, doing. I... But like, if you're going to watch it, don't air it on the timeline. Like that defeats the purpose of it being discreet. You're not being discreet by saying, "Hey, can somebody pass me the illegal live stream of the Bon Voyage episodes that we're supposed to pay for?" Like, what kind of sense does that make? Yeah, people are really just... Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, like, you think, as a fandom, we would have, like, growing bigger. We would have kept our old ways and grown smarter. But we're not being careful enough. I want everyone to break uh, copyright law. But I want y'all to do it in secret. <laughs> Yeah, do it wisely. Don't be just talking about it so openly on the timeline. Like, you're trying to get us all in trouble. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, it was funny to see people making memes of, like, the, you know, the picture of that person with their hands on the prison bars. It's it's in my meme folder. I saved it. (laughs) Some people photoshopped it with, like, they were holding two army bombs (laughs) with the jail bars. (laughs) And I saved that to my phone because honestly it was funny, but like guys do not get us in trouble because like we don't know about like the the legalities of it and we don't know if QDocs could be sued because like if she were in Korea, like if she was a Korean citizen, she would have gotten in so much trouble for the work that she's doing. Um, So be careful. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen Bon Voyage, QDoc does have it up on our site. Um, what's the site? You, mm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. DM us. Do do not ask us on the timeline. You're not going to catch me slipping. I'm not going to say it here. Um, but you can send us a DM. Uh, we'll give you the site link. But yeah, so if you 
haven't seen Bon Voyage, we highly recommend it. Like, it's so good. It's so wholesome. It's just so... It's really just fun. Like, I know it's so basic, and, you know, I, you're expecting to have something, like, more insightful, but really, it's just fun. Yeah, if you just want to tune out and see how, you know, the members of BTS interact with each other and how, like, they travel around the world, like, it is a perfect series for you to just sit down and just relax on a weekend and like i remember when i first became an army when i was watching the bon voyage episodes i would either watch them like early in the morning like if i didn't have class or i would be like in the middle of like a lunch break or something and i would just like pick a corner in like the cafeteria i would open my laptop and i would just watch it like it, it was fun like i used to love watching them um obviously it's a shame that you know COVID has prevented them from doing another season of bon voyage because obviously like travel restrictions but that's what in the soup was for it was kind of a replacement for bon voyage and it was equally as wholesome so yeah, yeah we do recommend you guys watch those it's just uh and there's also a lot of really sentimental moments um one of my favorite moments is between um Jim and V like they do this thing a lot where they write letters to each other but um there's one time when they're on a boat reading their letters and they're like these guys you know they value their friendship so much love each other so much they're you know crying because of you know, like basically happy tears because they have these people beside them and it's just like how amazing is it to have that kind of support group like I it's just I feel kind of honored that we get to witness it in 4k you know what I mean like they yeah. have this beautiful friendship and it's broadcasted for us to see like it's I'm very honored yeah, the fact that not only do they have such an amazing friendship, but they're not afraid to show other people. Like, I think that that is definitely something that we shouldn't take for granted. And I think that watching those moments, you know, transpire made me realize like how rare it is to get a group of people like them who are all such amazing people, but who also have such a strong bond between themselves. Because it's like, you know, you see all these like bandmates, you know, and all these other groups and it's like either they just see each other as business partners or they just straight up hate each other. And, you know, there's a lot of people, especially within the K-pop industry, like you hear from a lot of people who work at the industry that like there are a lot of groups that don't like each other. So I'm glad to see like for myself that like BTS isn't one of those groups, like to see them have this pure, wholesome dynamic and to know that it's authentic, that gives me a lot of security. And it makes me really happy that they've that they're able to find such a support group with these people that they're working with and living with. Um, as artists and also like seven is like for a group of friends like not as like a music group but for a group of friends seven is kind of like a lot of people um to have mm -hmm. like a close friend group like i you know usually you think of like three or four maybe five max would be like a really close tight friend group so like so i feel like there's seven of them and they're all this one big family and you know we hear from people in the industry that oh yeah no they they're the way they are on camera is how they are off camera like this is them like i don't know i i think it's really special that we armies get to be a part of it
Yeah, like honestly, guys, watch Bon Voyage. You will not regret watching any of the seasons. It's definitely a trip to go through. And if you have friends who are also armies, watch it with them because, you know, there if there's anything better than, you know, stumbling across Bon Voyage for the first time as an army, it's stumbling across it with somebody else who's also going through the BTS journey with you. So call up your friends, pop some popcorn if you must, and just go through all the episodes of Bon Voyage because it is definitely worth the watch. It is just so enjoyable. Oh, I, I, this is, you know, I feel like for not having a script, this has gone really well. Yeah, like, because normally us, you know, for, you know, all who don't know, Delilah and I are both shy and introverted. I know, pick a struggle, but like, <laughs> we like to plan things out in advance so often. So it's like, we're always like, for our, all of our episodes, we like to plan out outlines and like detail to make sure we know exactly what we're talking about. So the fact that this was like totally unscripted, like we didn't even have like a document where it just said talk about Bon Voyage. Like we literally just came onto Skype and we're like, let's record. Like this one, this went yeah, pretty good. I would say this that this is, is completely successful. raw, unfiltered. Um, like for example, I think we're up to nine official episodes. Um, out like not including album reviews and stuff like that um but really we have actually um up to episode 13 recorded and we have the outline for episode 14 done at this time which is at the time of this recording it's february 3rd so uh that's how far ahead we are when it comes to planning these episodes which is why um we also really wanted to do this de-stressing because we plan these episodes and then we realize oh this drama that's happening you know the episode is it going to come out for like maybe a month from now and so it feels like you know we don't want to talk about it right now but also we can't not talk about it so we came up with the solution of just having you know a more fun and chill discussion yeah i feel like these would be like great little episodes to put you know just in between some of our you know usual releases to just de-stress um because like it doesn't have to be like periodically per se but like when we feel like we just need a break from the discourse like this is a perfect way to do it just to spend an hour talking about just some stuff we really like about bts and like the content that they put out like this was fun i feel like we should do this more often yeah like this past week i don't know twitter is just oh my god it is on fire like every single day it's just such stupid discourse it's ridiculous and it can be really just exhausting like physically exhausting to have to like read it especially when it feels like we're repeating ourselves over and over again and people aren't getting the message so i'm really glad we kind of got this to just casually talk um and so I hope I hope you guys kind of like enjoyed it. I know it's not really informational, but you know, it's kind of nice to feel like we're just hanging out. Yeah. So like if you guys, you know, listen to this episode, like you guys should drop some replies for us and tell us what you guys enjoy about like Bon Voyage. I know we mainly only talked about like the first season. If you want to hear us talk about like the other seasons, then maybe you can also talk like ask us as well. We can do there's, the other seasons. There's just so much content packed in every season. Like there's no way we could like talk about like all four seasons in like two hours. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, isn't, like, every episode at least, like, 40 minutes to an hour long? Hold on, yeah, let me check. Yeah, like, that, like, that's just, like, 
one episode, and they and there's not usually a lot of episodes in the seasons too. And then on top of the episodes, there's like the behind the scenes yes. as well, because like if you buy the full package, then you can buy the behind the scenes like videos um, of like kind of like B-roll that basically didn't make it into the official episodes. Yeah, and those are normally like fifteen to thirty minutes long as well, so it's like borderline like ten hours of content you're paying they, for. They really record like a lot. Like you're getting a lot. Yeah, you get so much out of it. Wait, let me check. So Bon Voyage season four, it's, uh, oh yeah, all of these are like 40 minutes to an hour long. So you guys can see how much like stuff is being filmed for each season. <sighs> okay. I, I think that that's a good place to wrap up this recording. Um... I think we should definitely do this again in the future when we're feeling stressed. <laughs> oh, I agree. Because like sometimes like I remember like I was really feeling it when we were recording our episode for Army Anonymous <laughs> last week. And then I was looking through like all these complaints and I was just thinking about the discourse and I was like, when is this going to end? Like, when are yeah, we ever going to solve some of these problems? It's just like it feels like uh, it's just never ending. So this was really good do you think this is going to come out like before friday's episode or maybe this weekend are we going to post it tomorrow when are we posting this <laughs> what what day is it today is today wednesday today's wednesday i could probably have this edited by either tomorrow or like friday early afternoon so this is only like an hour and 30 minutes this is not going to take me long to edit all right sounds good so like whenever this comes out it comes out this is not a you know schedule thing it's going to be a complete surprise drop so um keep a lookout for the next official episode that is gonna come out all right bye for now guys bye